this is Autumn Miles back with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Yesterday we had a fascinating conversation. I was so enlightened with all the insight that my guest brought um, with the social media world in high school and just in, in in high school, college. I mean, it's not really high school. I think it's just kind of a younger demographic of people. There's a bunch of different rules. If you do not see my show, why not? No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you can find it on YouTube or on podcast today. Actually, it was posted. Uh, it was posted today. So you will find it today. I want you guys, especially if you you are the parent of a college uh, kid or high school kid or junior high kid, for that matter. Uh, definitely look it up. It was very enlightening. My guest um, really opened up, and I was very uh, thankful uh, that they did that because, listen, parents, we need help. We need help um, to educate our kids on how to combat the things that are coming out them today in the school realm. Uh, the, the point of the show yesterday was to talk through um, school, uh, but we kind of got on the social media thing, and I I really didn't want to uh, stop it. But today we're going to go back to some of the same guests that we had yesterday. Uh, so I just want to go ahead and welcome them back to the show. Uh, Rachel Caldwell, Sammy Caldwell, Janine Faulkner. She's uh, there. The three of them are here. And then I had Heather Carey on the show, who's an high school teacher a few days ago. And we wanted to have her back on the show as well, just to have a, a more open dialogue um, about the things that are happening uh, with uh, high school college today so welcome back to the show guys hey Hi. thanks for having us i'm so glad that you guys came back it was really funny yesterday, Absolutely. wasn't it <laughs> yes yeah. it was yes i'm crying slash <laughs> i've got kids that are coming up that are gonna want they're already asking me for instagram and stuff like that and they're seven and ten yeah i know pray for me <laughs> uh anyway uh welcome back to the show now we we are doing this week for you listeners out there sort of inside school what's the ins but we're going back to school it's awesome who doesn't love a football game uh, but some sometimes some of the things that happen inside the walls of the school are, are scary especially nowadays i mean it's been a really long time since i've um, been in school 20 plus years um and and so things have changed Clearly, we, we heard about the social media yesterday. But girls, uh, let's go back to what's actually happening. Not not what's virtually happening, but what's actually happening in the walls of the school. Um, what are some challenges? Um, take social media off the table. What are some challenges that you see on a regular basis that you sort of have to deal with um, in the culture that we're living in today? Let's go to Janine for that question. Um, I think for me, because I grew up in New York City, so that's where I went to high school and I grew up and everything like that. Um, I think in high school, the biggest challenge, um, especially being in such a big city, uh, was that everything was so readily available to us. Anything you could want, anything you could think about, any drugs, alcohol, partying, all that stuff from freshman year on it was just everything was in front of well, you. who would you get it who would you get this stuff from just connections people that you meet i went to a christian high school but there were lots of people that uh their parents definitely stuffed them at school and they didn't want to be there um why don't what what i it didn't it doesn't make any sense but and it's it's almost scary because it's like a lot of the stuff that was going on we saw students but administration didn't even know what was going on people like selling drugs in school like i went to a christian you high went school, to a christian school and, and they're people, selling drugs absolutely, in school and it's 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 really sad because it's like if if i even have an interest or a curiosity in something then it's right at my fingertips um, and I don't think that that's isolated to New York City or a big city or anything like that. It's anywhere you are. So I think it's 
in our culture all these things that are coming at us and all these things and all these people that are saying try this or do this you can try this and you can go to this place and you can experience this thing that this celebrity is talking about or something like that um so i think that's a big challenge because uh, I, I mean gosh schools. when i was in high school i mean i get it was we knew we could get drugs alcohol whatever but it was it wasn't readily available. Like that's a pretty strong term, Very right? Very readily available. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, interesting. Awesome. Uh, not awesome, but awesome for the sake of transition. Um, Sammy, what what would you say to that question? What's some things that are going on that you're dealing with culturally that that administration doesn't know, teachers doesn't know? Oh, geez. Um, she kind of spoke really well about it. Uh, yeah, it's just. I don't know. There's a bunch of different friend groups, like in uh, just like t- high school and TV. That they have the cliques, and you're thinking that's that's not real because that's just over like dramatic. But it is it is real, and like you just have to slowly work your way around because. I what don't know. are the cliques? Like what what what? Like, are, let's let's name them out for me. <laughs> um, jocks. Uh, and what are those? Anybody who plays sports. Okay. Um, <laughs> then you have. Geeks, which are really, really smart people. Band geeks, which is different. Um, With a band twist? Yes, a okay. band twist. Got it. And then you have uh, <laughs> cool kids, which are different than jocks. Uh, so what? what's a cool they, kid? I don't know. They just party a lot. Hipsters. And then, yeah, hipsters. They look like they're always having fun. Kids who think they're cool. And okay. That. And then... Um, then you just have like theater pe- kids, theater kids, you or have people honor who do society kids, mm-hmm. like loners, people who mm-hmm. don't do anything. The What's anime, a loner? Anime kids. Loners are people who don't really have like friends. they sit by themselves at lunch. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> that's so sad. It is very sad. But some of them want to sit like yeah. alone. Some, some loners like want to be involved in the cool kids, and some like I'm over high school. I don't want to be here. That type of crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you are basically labeled. If you're mm-hmm. in band, are you automatically a band geek? Um, I would. Yeah, at first you have to work really hard to get out of a clique if you're put into it. Really? Because um, when we first got into high school, we were we joined the dance team, and I was in band. I love band. I <laughs> love band. Band's great. I'm literally the most dedicated band fan. Like, I went but to the band banquet, and I was not When a band. band comes out at a football game, I think it's, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. Bands are great. They're amazing. But, like, if you're put into a clique, like, we were put into the dance one, and you can't really go out of it. I mean, you're stuck in that one click, and if you join something else, people are like, well, why are you doing that? I thought you thought you liked dance. And you're like, I do like dance, but I also like this. And they're like, wow. Well, you can't. Why? And you're just like, well, I don't know. Okay. So there's a, a lot of labels. I mean, there was definitely that when I when I was in school as well. You know, you you kind of are um there is a general definition of what that group of, of people are and mm-hmm. if you don't sort of fit into that mold, you know, you make people kind of question you know, why are you in this group? I guess I'm just thinking about my, um, Heather is, is here. She's my sister. We were in um, choir together. Remember that? Yes, I do. And I was definitely not your typical choir girl. No, she was not. But you were the typical choir yes, girl. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. So we have two uh, different, different perspectives there. Um, okay, so we've got everything's sort of readily available. It's not hard to get drugs, alcohol, whatever. Um, would you say Janine going back to to your answer would you say that a lot of people do try things um because it's so available okay I 
think that it's um, there's a pressure to like once you're 16. Well, I know at least in my high school, it's like, well, once you're 16, well, what do you mean you haven't tried that? Or what do you mean you haven't been there? Or what do you mean you haven't been to this party or met this person or done this thing? It's sort of like um, something's wrong with you if you haven't. Mm. And if you're going against the norm and what everyone else is doing, like, are you judging me? Mm. Like, um, or in my school, because it was a Christian school, are you, are you, are you being all Christian? Like, so, so you're taking this seriously? Cause uh, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the norm okay. at all to be serious about your faith. It was almost like looked down upon, like what's wrong with you? Like we, mm-hmm. we all know we're just forced to be here. So like, do you take this seriously? Like, um, so I think, I think that's a big, a big issue that they're dealing with. So a with. lot of people try things. Yes. Most, I, most people, would you say 75%, 80%? Uh, I'd say maybe 70% okay. try things. And then I think, um, What's really scary is that a lot of parents don't know at all. Mm. And they think because uh, going back to what we talked about yesterday, because we put on this front for social media and for our friends, we're really good at putting on that front for your parents as Mm. well. So your parents have no idea what you're going through, no idea what you're trying, no idea the danger that you're in. Um, So it's only it only makes things more dangerous and more um, detrimental to you. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we've got the readily available. We've got the click thing. Um, you guys were in a dance click. Uh, Rachel, what would your answer to that question be? What's going on that we don't know about? Um, I'd say knowing how to define yourself and just stress in general. Um, Heather talked about it a few days ago, just the amount of stress that kids have nowadays. Like I, I get anxiety all of the time and that was the most stressed out I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, probably not because I'm, you know, actively in college. That's pretty mm-hmm. stressful as well. But, um, yeah, just knowing, trying to figure out who you are, okay. I'd say is the hardest thing about okay. being in high school. So um, so I also want to ask you about, um, I think this is important to talk about. And if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to answer the question. But I know there's a lot of pressure sexually at at that age in high mm-hmm. school especially in college all three of you guys are in college um anyone want to talk to the pressure there about about that at all it's very hard okay you get like ostracized almost if you haven't done something okay yeah. so if you're it's, a virgin in mm-hmm. high school what are you looked at as it's not normal like yeah. it's like you're almost what, like why? looked over because you haven't done, like it's you're mm-hmm. not taken very seriously and if especially like if you're in a you happen to be in a relationship with someone else who shares the same values or respects you enough to not pursue that I guess um, the entire relationship people are like well what are you doing like are mm. you kidding like why haven't you done that Wow yeah. okay yeah and it's 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 difficult because it's like um, and then if you do do something if you are in a virgin anymore or something like that you're congratulated. Like, very much so. Like, okay. yay for you. And it's like, if you are from a Christian home or your mm-hmm. parents are trying to instill values in you so um, to abstain from sex and things like that, then it's like count, it's two different forces coming at you. So in school, it's like, well, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing that? And at home, it's like, we want you to abstain from sex. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing yeah. um, for teenagers especially in high so school so you're getting so much pressure at school do especially if you have a boyfriend you're attached to someone but then your parents are like you know hope you're not having sex right and then yeah. it's like okay well, what do i do what, what do, do i do, I do? this exactly. is hard uh, what uh, were you gonna say sammy well i can speak from it from a different angle because i haven't even had my first kiss yet i haven't done that um, wow awesome yeah there is it's super stressful because when people figure it out i can't even tell you the amount of time so they'd be like well why don't you just 
grab someone and kiss them. And One of our like, teachers literally offered extra points to and, her. To and I was just like, what? The the yeah. Oh. Um, it's, there's so much, especially like you said, 16. That's about the age where everyone's like, well, just, why don't you just kiss someone? Just do it. And you're like, I don't want to. So what is your, what has been your response when someone's I just, like. I just say, I don't want to. I want, I, I just don't want to. And then they're like, well, because then they don't, you don't really have a comeback to that if you're like, if the person's just like, I don't want to. So do they look at you the, the, like you're weird because you... Yeah, they're just like, well, why don't... They just think that I don't... I don't know. I'm not social enough or something. Um, I like... I just want to have a connection with someone before I do that, I guess. Uh, it's just... I don't like peer pressure. And if I don't want to do something, you just have to firmly tell that person, no, I do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the offer. Too many people associate sexual acts with maturity. Mm, okay so it's like if you haven't done something it's like well you're not mature enough or you're not old enough i guess wow like especially now Absolutely. truth bomb sexual acts with maturity are you yeah. kidding me because my generation like i'm so old i'm only 35 i keep saying we're old we're not old we're super young um but we i think i think we would think the opposite of that you know we would think you know you're more mature to wait to you know not have sex to not you know experiment if you will that's super interesting so parents listen up this is Awesome, awesome information. I want to bring Heather in here for a minute. Heather, this is something that I think kids would come to you about, but wouldn't come to their parents about. Can you give me an example of maybe a girl that's come in and said, you know, I messed up or whatever, and maybe how you would you would counsel them or how you what you would um, advise them to do in that situation? I haven't ever had a student come to me and talk about their their sexual activity i've had dating issues where the kids because i I honestly i don't know that i don't want to know but there are some things that i don't want to know i know (laughs) all of these things that go on i'm very aware of the drug use on campus i'm aware of it but i don't want to know who does it and i don't want to know who sells it i know they sell it i know they do these things but i don't want to know any any of that um i've had them come to talk to me about dating uh, especially, and, and I've had uh, the guy involved in the situation come to talk to me about it too. Uh, just, she, well, no, I, I take that back. She did tell me that this young man was pressuring her to have sex and she didn't want to. And so I, I was able to affirm that decision that you do not do anything that you are uncomfortable with, that it is okay for you to have a voice. It's okay for you to stand up for what you believe in. And I was able to, to say that to her. Um and that you should abstain from sexual activity until you are married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was is able to say like that. Is that like kind too. of laughed at? Like people, if you or if you're saying I'm saving myself for marriage, Janine, um, what? And you're a senior in high school. What would the response be? Um, people would laugh at you. They would be like, "Well, why?" Or um, throw your faith in your face, sort of mm-hmm. like. So is that because of God? Or like they would ask. It's really like invasive but Mm -hmm. like so have you done anything else so like are you just saving sex or like do you really think you're going to be able to wait that long or do you think that's going to work in college um i've had people literally say well your husband won't be a virgin yeah people (laughs) will say that or like do you really think a guy would want to be with you if you if you're waiting um like if if he if he isn't a virgin like do you really think he's gonna want to be with you if you are one if you're waiting like Mm. what guy's gonna wait that long things like Mm -hmm. that wow 
Okay. Well, um, this is good to know. I mean, I think, you know, this has just got more severe over the years, you know, and clearly now we know, Sammy, I think you said yesterday, I'm stressed out. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, this is this is a real, real good inside scoop um, to the things that are, that are happening in the walls of your school. So important, parents, to pray Pray, pray, pray for your children. Um, so important. You can't not. You are. Uh, you you cannot not pray for your children if you are a Christian parent today. These kids are literally fighting evil that looks like a locker in a classroom on a daily basis, and you um, not not uh, being educated in what is happening, you know, and not not really taking action and pray, praying for them um, really does them a huge disservice. They need the strength of, of godly parents. Let's let's switch a little bit and talk about faith in the school. Um, you guys are all believers, um, you know, and so we've all had had the opportunity to share or to not share. Rachel, I'm going to go to you uh, for this. Um, talk to me about faith um, in high school slash, mm-hmm. and now you're in college. In college, I know you attend Baylor, which we love Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, talk to me about sharing your faith. Is it something that you felt led to do? Okay, um, faith is like by far the most important thing to me. Like to this day, I'm a very big extrovert. I will literally be screaming anytime you see me. Um, <laughs> but I have to like. I scream all the time, uh, but I have to have my time away with just me and my faith and just me and like my quiet time praying, talking to God and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of uh, I have to have faith, especially when I was in high school, because I tried to be in every click. Sammy was talking about how there's clicks and stuff. I yeah. try, I tried to be a part of every single one because I feel like you're just people you interact with every day is your biggest mission field. Mm. And that by far, there's so many kids in high school that have no idea what's going on, have no faith, have no religion, don't really have anything that really defines them. So I, I really felt led to share my faith, but more in a sense of sharing what my faith is. And I feel like I'm supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And his his message overall really was love. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it was my sharing my faith is more sharing my love and my and acceptance and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think that's why i wanted to join so many things and mm-hmm. be in so many of these like different cliques i guess um was to be able to share my faith without explicitly like sh- like and like what they would assume is like shoving the bible down their throat mm-hmm. i guess and i still try and do that especially in stuff and like i'm some of my very very best friends are not religious at all or they're agnostic or different religions and stuff like that and I feel and even they say they'll say to me you're very merciful or like you're very you're always so kind you're always smiling and stuff they like use that the term merciful yeah I've okay. I, I had someone that I've met four I had met four times come up to me and tell me oh you're so merciful and I was like hmm. and I was like 15 I was like how do you even know that word yeah um but uh yeah, it's just kind of like showing my faith through my actions and okay. trying, striving to be more like, uh, okay, so like in the Old Testament and stuff, saying that he was man after God's own heart. He mm-hmm. used that a few times for like Daniel, I think, for mm-hmm. David. Mm-hmm. Um, David. So, yeah, David. So I, sh- I'm striving to be a man after, or a woman, excuse me, a woman after God's own heart which, mm-hmm. uh, through love and through my actions and stuff and th- showing my faith that way. So good. Really good. Sammy, how about you? Um, yeah. Uh, there's kind of just a stigma, I guess, around Christians right now where people who aren't Christian or of, of a different religion will feel that Christians are very judgy or they won't like them. And so um, I agree with Rachel. We were raised the same. So um, right. <laughs> I was like, I uh, show my faith through like 
love because that's how you can't try to save someone by immediately just coming up to them and being like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take that. Mm-hmm. Like no one would ever even want to talk to you. It's a different culture. It's yeah. a different time. The people used to do that. It's, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah. Um, so right now, the best way to go about it is to actually just show them love and acceptance and become their friend, get to know them as a person. That way they like trust you and y'all can actually just have a conversation with each other without having a judgment or a bad tone to it. Mm-hmm. Good. So. Janine, how about this question? Um, what is your age group, high school, college, um, you know, older college, what are you looking for in faith today? What 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 are things that um, make you want to be a part of the church today? Uh, definitely rawness um, and definitely... Um, what turns being, you off to the faith? Like what we, what, what is like, ugh? I think the judgment, I think the, okay. just the legalistic, legal, legalism, mm-hmm. um, that's so prevailing in so many different churches, um, and so many different, um, even like youth groups and college ministries and stuff like that. And I don't want to walk into a church and be condemned immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't want uh, the finger wagging or the, um, you should do this or your lifestyle should look like this or like a list of rule book things that I need to add on to my life and Rules. change yeah. and change how I'm living and who I am. Um, for this faith and for all these things that you're saying that I'll have if I do these things. Um, I think that's not Jesus. That's not what he preaches. That's not what the gospel is at all. Um, I think that the gospel is what that we're craving and in it, its um, raw in it, in its rawness, the gospel of what it is and the foundations of what the gospel are. That's what our generation is craving. Um, because I know for me, like when you talk about friends my age now who are like aren't Christians and everything like that, and you talk about the gospel with them, not even just like say the sinner's prayer and become a Christian, but just you speak about it. It's like it's enlightening. Mm-hmm. And they've never heard things like that before, that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you and die for your sins. Like die for me. Why? Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what they're craving. And I think that's something that a lot of churches miss is that, oh, they need cool things and they need um, all these flashy lights. Like, no, they need rawness of faith and they mm-hmm. need the gospel in, in its entirety of what it is. So how important is it, the church that you attend, um, you know, growing up high school, college, um, how do you guys choose a church? I know in high school, maybe mm-hmm. you're very heavily influenced by your parents. We only have a couple minutes left, but I'm really interested in this question. What would make your faith mm-hmm. come alive? I look at it. Ch- I, anytime I visit a church, I always look at it as if though I'm not a believer. So when I when going to a church, if I hear anything that would turn a non-believer away, I automatically d- am not inclined to. And go what again. would that be? Um, just kind of for instance, I I hate 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 loathe entirely when people <laughs> set Christians against each other based off of their particular secular denomination. I guess. Oh yes, so yes. I cannot stand that. Or when preaching about just uh, just not accepting people and not being honest, I guess, not so like talking about sins and stuff, but speaking as if though they didn't have any is what like really they're kind of, perfect. Yes. And it's or like not. saying that we have to go. I literally heard a church one time refer to other people as the bad guys. And I was like, we are all we're all bad guys is my thing and stuff. And like then they're I, the bad guys. Yes, and they're the not. bad guys and we're the good okay. guys. That's why. Wow. And then I visited okay. a church with y'all on Sunday. That's why I loved that he said uh, the Earl pastor said, you go get them as they are mm-hmm. and God will convict them and change them. And even and sitting here thinking, who can I who are who comes to your mind and stuff? It's OK if it's yourself. 
Mm-hmm. So when when looking at a church and stuff, I really have to say, because I'm in a constant state of conviction and stuff like that. And I always say I'm not one of those Christians who's continually on fire. I wouldn't say my faith is like a bonfire and stuff. My faith is a very much a slow burn mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm always working on myself. I'm always working on my faith and my conviction with Christ. Um, so going to a church that really convicts me of that and lets me know that it's okay to work on myself as well as to pray and help other people. Wow. This is amazing. Uh, my church is Shoreline Dallas. Uh, uh, Pastor Earl and Onika McClellan, they're some of my um, good friends as well. Uh, I would definitely, if you're looking for a church, look it up. ShorelineDallas.com. You ain't going to get any better. Now, we got a lot of church, good churches here in Dallas, mm-hmm. don't we, girls? Yes, mm-hmm. we, we got a lot of awesome churches, but that's where me and my family uh, call home. We'd love to see you there. Um, this was incredible. Incredible. Thank you guys, Janine, Sammy, and Rachel, and Heather. Thank you guys for sharing uh, your hearts with us today. I know that the people on the other ends of these microphones are going to be enlightened. And you, you've you helped people today. You've helped parents navigate maybe some of the things that, that they do not understand. You guys have helped them do that. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for listening out there today. I pray that you would take time to process through the fact that you have just a couple of years away with your children and, and you, we need to prepare them, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. Train them, prepare them for, uh, for what's coming here in the next week when we go back to school, but also what's coming in life. Thanks for listening to the autumn mile show. We'll see you next time right back here.